Remind me when he was here. I'm going to have to ask him. Okay. It's both of us. Then. Because I, it's, uh, it's one of those things that they all run together in my head. Is it ringing? Oh, there it is. Uh, testing one, two, three on my mic. Testing one, two, three on my mic. I'm Todd Meisner. And I'm Todd Wolbert. And we are talking to Super Bowl-bound photo editor and former intern from the Dispatch in the Rock Island Argus, Pat Trailer. Pat, welcome to the show, and you are in Denver. Yes, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, it's been a while. You know, we, I've been meaning to get you on, meaning to get you on, and then the team of which you have to edit photos of... Yep. is going to the Super Bowl. So my <laughs> procrastination, are. it turned it out awesome. Off. That's right, kids. It paid off. Yep. Paid off. So uh, why don't you give uh, the listeners a little background as to how you ended up from being an intern here in 2008 and graduating from the University of Illinois to ending up at the Denver Post? Yeah, so it's uh, yeah definitely been a long, kind of circuitous journey, for sure. Uh but, yeah, so I graduated from Illinois and then, you, you know, interned with you guys uh, there. Was my, that was my first internship right out of college. And I learned a whole lot. Uh, it made me not regret the idea of going into newspapers, which, you know, is kind of crazy. But <laughs> Hey, we didn't uh, kill any dreams. <laughs> All right. Woo-hoo. No, no. Enforced the dream or, or fed the delusion. There you go. At <laughs> least. Uh, but, no, it was great. And uh, so after that, I interned couple other places, um, the Peoria Journal Star, and a little paper in Hutchinson, Kansas, uh, for a little while as well. And then I went to graduate school at Ohio University uh, over in Athens, Ohio. And uh, that was, you know, a huge experience uh, because my background at at Illinois, uh, I worked at the college newspaper. Uh, the Daily Illini, the other DI, I would say the real DI. No, no, no. Okay, Dang. throw down. Dang. All right, wait, okay. we better finish okay. the interview mind, before we mind. come to blows. All right. We won't do that. But uh, uh, but I didn't, uh, you know, have a degree in journalism. So I, uh, I, I went back to grad school, and that was really cool. Got a chance to actually sit down and, you know, dig into it, uh, you know, projects and uh, sort of, you know, long-term uh, study of one area without doing uh, daily assignments every day. I got to really hone my shooting and editing skills, which uh, that ended up a um, little bit after I graduated. Um, you know, I got uh, heard about this job for a photo editor uh, out in Denver and applied and got it. And uh, I've been here ever since. Uh, and it's been really cool. Have you have you so talked to your bosses and found out what it is that got you your job? Well, so my boss that hired me here, um, Tim Rasmussen, is is no longer at the Post. He is now at ESPN. He's their director of photography, dealing with still photography at ESPN. Um, but yeah, he hired me here in Denver. Uh, he'd been here. He was here about seven, I think, seven or nine years, something like that. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I think he knew one of my professors at Ohio University. That's certainly, I think, how um, my name got recognized. Um, but then, you know, I think he was look. They're looking for somebody uh, who could 
who could edit, you know, and wouldn't, uh, their dreams wouldn't just totally die if they weren't out shooting every day. Um, so I thought it would be, be okay to, you know, move into that role. And I think the experience at, at Ohio, just working with my fellow students and we, we'd all edit each other really prepared me for, for that editing role. Uh, and, uh, cause that was a, a huge thing in, in, in grad school we would just sit around and, and look at each other's pictures and dissect what we were doing uh and so that really i think shaped my uh you know editing workflow and, and that kind of thing that uh, i use every day now now how deep into the pool were you thrown as a young photo editor um you I mean you didn't go straight into editing the an afc championship right. game i assume right <laughs> no so, yeah, so I started out as uh, my title was digital photo editor, um, and there are uh, probably five. There were there were six of us. Now I think there's five um, at the post. Uh, and so, yeah, I started off just mainly doing photo galleries online. Um, and then, you know, we did, we would do just crank out photo galleries. That was kind of our main thing. And now uh, we've moved into a lot of those. My coworkers have moved into more video roles. Um, we do a lot of studio video now. We have an anchor, do all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, originally I was cranking out photo galleries, and then I kind of got moved into uh, that and um, sort of editing the Nation World page, doing wire photos, photo editing, uh, and then you know as staffing shifted around, uh, I sort of became like the secondary sports photo editor. Um, working under Dean Crakel, who's uh, kind of my mentor in that role. Uh, he was our, our sports photo editor and a longtime editor at the Rocky Mountain News. Came over to the Post uh, a little while after um, after the Rocky closed, but he was our sports photo editor, so I worked under him for about a year, year and a half. Um, kind of we tag team handling uh, handling all the sports stuff, and I was like in charge of sports on the days, two days he wasn't there. Uh, and then we had a buyout uh, this summer, and I moved into his role when he took the buyout. And so now then he, he stuck me with all the Broncos. So it was just in time for Broncos <laughs> season. So <laughs> kind of been a trial by fire uh, here with my first season editing, uh, you know, being in charge of the how the Broncos look uh, every game day, the day after, you know, uh, and so it's been. They ended up going to the Super Bowl, so it's kind of crazy, but uh, mm-hmm. but it's definitely been fun. I'm happy to be able to, you know. Now, not not all of our uh, not all of our listeners are familiar with how newspapers work or how the post works. Can you kind of uh, walk us through the workflow from a photo, a photographer on the sidelines of a game to uh, you know the publication the next day or or that evening yeah. online or something. Right. So the Broncos are definitely, I'll use that as the example because it's our biggest, uh, you know, biggest event that we kind of cover on a regular basis aside from, you know, like one-off political events that might uh, have as extensive a crew. Uh, but like for other sporting events, we'll, you know, we'll have a couple photographers, usually just one photographer at a game. Sometimes for playoffs, we'll have, two photographers and a field editor who will process images on the scene and move them back to the office. But for 
Broncos games, Broncos home games, we have a whole crew out there. Um, so we'll have four photographers, usually four, sometimes three, um, but usually four photographers out on the field um, covering each, um, you know, each uh, corner of the field. And then we'll have two field photo editors out there. Uh, and we'll have card runners, um, usually one for every photographer. So we'll have a, a card runner. We'll grab the uh, the card uh, where all the all the images are stored, uh, you know, from their camera, and they'll run that card back to the photo editor who's sitting down in the bowels of the stadium, uh, and they'll they'll go through and tag tag photos. A lot of times, the photographers will will tag the photos from the back of their camera as they're shooting and they'll put voice tags in there. Um, little microphone in the back of the camera that you can say what the play was, who was in it, but otherwise the photo editor will dissect that information from the numbers and the rosters they've got in front of them. Um, and then they'll, they'll send photos back to the office and that's where I am on game days. Uh, and there's me and another photo editor usually uh, Amy Brothers, she'll be doing the gallery and she'll be kind of uh, updating Instagram throughout the game, which is something we've been doing recently. Uh, and then I will, I will kind of be going through and saving the best pictures and starting to figure out what's going where. And if it's er- if it's an early game and if like you know it's a blowout, I can kind of start picking stuff early. But if it comes down to the line. Um, you know, they're sending in photos up to the, you know, right after the game, and I'm picking what, what goes where, what's going to be our front pages, our covers. Usually we'll have a A1 photo, uh, the overall cover, and then we'll have the sports section cover. And, and for Bronco games, we have an extra just Broncos section that goes, it's like, you know, four to six pages, usually goes on the outside of our regular sports section. So, sort of like we did uh, with the John Deere Classic when you were here, or we still yeah, do, right? Okay. Yeah, it'll be a wrap. So we do it. Yeah, kind of every every game day we'll have we'll have that Broncos extra section in there, and every Sunday so <laughs> have a whole Broncos section. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of photos, and usually we'll have a picture page um, on on every game day for every game day as well. So it's a lot of pictures to. Uh, choose from uh, to start off. You know, we'll have usually a couple hundred photos come in every day uh, from the game. And we'll do you know pregame stuff and, and postgame celebration, everything. Uh, you know, pregame to postgame. So it's a lot to go through, and a lot, we get a lot of space to to run pictures. So it's cool. Did the um, was there any kind of uh, marching pre-marching order pre-meeting? is to if the game had gone south for the Broncos in the sense that this would have been conceivably um, uh, Peyton Manning's last football game? Did you have a did there was there a mindset as to if the, it had gone the other way that you were you were you know you were you were looking to go a different way or was it the, the images were just going to determine it as they go? Right. Yeah, there's definitely some planning and we knew either way that I mean it's not for sure, but it seems like it's probably either way. It would have been Manning's last game in Denver. So you know, even if they had won, which they did, uh, it you know he wasn't probably not going to be playing here again. Uh, so we knew that Manning 
you know, as he always is, is uh, the big story <laughs> or big part of the story. So we knew we were going to be covering him, um, you know, on the field after whether he's walking out looking sad or walking out looking happy. He was going to be walking out off the field in Denver for the last time, most likely. So, uh, yeah, we made sure that we were going to be on him uh, like white on rice. So we, we, you know, had all, all our photographers are looking out for those moments. Uh, but it's in terms of if they win or lose, there's a, a we were going to sort of play it differently in, in terms of how big the photos were on the on the cover. So if they had lost, we had sort of they mapped out a page design where it was going to be a little smaller photo, not you know a little smaller headline, not quite as blown out. We'd get some other stories on the on the front as well. Um, but if they won like they did, we you know had a plan to just run an almost full size picture and huge headline and really blow it out. So in terms of uh, what page would look like, yeah, there was definitely a discussion of uh, doing things a little bit differently. Well, who came up with the, the headline on the Denver Post the next day on Monday morning was high comma F-I-V-E uh, uh, space uh, um, dash uh, o, uh, o exclamation Zero. point. So high five O. Right. It, it took um, me, you know, it honestly took me a second to understand that it was the 50th Super Bowl. So I'm assuming that, that's where you, they were, your headline right, writer was they, going. And that they weren't going to be like cameo stars in a Hawaii 5 episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or that the bowl was in Hawaii. There was some discussion there, but yeah, it, it was a, one of our copy editors um, came up with that. Uh, I'm not sure exactly who it was. Uh, but yeah, they well, it's a lot. And, it's <laughs> a lot better than the headline that we ran with when Jordan hit the, or no, John Paxson hit the three pointer to win the Bulls' third championship. And to this day, this headline makes my head scream. And there are people who still defend it here, but it was three <laughs> three feet for three Pete. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just kind of <laughs> laid there on the page. And then that we ran a picture of John Paxson. Um, you know, in a smaller operation, we don't, you know, sure. this is a very, you know, the Denver Post is, is the ultimate way you should be doing this, when you should be covering a big event. People have clearly defined roles. They make right. clearly defined decisions, and the paper looks the way it looks. And looking at what Pat sent me, it, it, the paper looked great. Mm. I mean, he made great decisions. D rises up. It's got that great play with two guys. I mean, the photographers did a fabulous job of having every moment. Um, yeah. And I was, I thought that headline was great. Worked really, really well with that picture. Yeah, because they're they rising came up, up. They came up with that, yeah, after that we had put the picture on the page. So Yeah, cool. it, it looks great. And what a ride. And, you know, and, and with the, with the, it's like almost, is it a double truck? It looks like a double truck. Yeah, we got to do, that was uh, the first double truck I've gotten to do. Um, so, you know, we don't do that very often, but being a huge game and, you know, likely Manning class game here, we uh, made the argument that we should have a big old double truck uh, in the Broncos Extra, and and they let us do that, and I think it worked really well. It looks so, nice, and, 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 and Manning is um he's not a he's not a crazy he's not cam newton 
I mean, he's right. just yeah. not Cam Newton. I mean, it's going to be, comp- <laughs> you know, the guys that were covering the Panthers game and shooting for their extra, you know, down south, they, they got Cam Newton jumping all over Hell's Half Acre. Right. And, Cam- and, and Peyton Manning looking at this picture is just like, yeah, we won. Yeah. yeah. These are, uh, this is confetti falling on me. Yeah. You know, yep. but it's, it's, it's not any different than he, you know, he's a, yeah, that's, it's, that's, that's how him. He rolls. Yeah. yeah, that's how he rolls. But in comparison, you know, we that you know we weren't covering the Bulls game. We we reported the Bulls game, and so, but mm-hmm. the, whoever edited that page decided that we had to have what was an ESPN style uh, reporting of it. And what I mean is that it's a highlight package, and I and I don't think necessarily you can always uh, photo edit to the to uh, uh to a highlight uh, unless you have right. a really good picture and right. like this this d rises up that's a really good picture of a key moment in the game um right. but the in our case we had a picture of john paxson from behind shooting this three-pointer yeah. in this deep two column and i every time yeah. i i i you know, we sold T-shirts with this thing on, and I and I and it still to this day grates on me because it's one of those decisions that we were not designed to uh, to edit and to get to this in this clear. We don't have enough bodies to do it the way the Denver. This is just a bigger newspaper, and yeah. so right. um, it's interesting how these decisions get made. We've made a lot of really good decisions over the years with important events, but that particular one. Um, <laughs> Uh, I wasn't in charge of the department at that time, and I didn't have anything to do with it. And it came out the next day, and I held my head, and you know, it hurt. Pat, I wanted to ask you um, here too. Uh, you might remember uh, the photographers really need to be advocates of their own work and uh, mm-hmm. kind of fight for you know what we think is the best, or uh, yeah. through a, a level of duplicity, trick people into thinking you're right. Um, <laughs> Do you, as a photo editor, do you, I mean, do you have egos to massage and things like that about, you know, picture choices or, I mean, are, are these guys pretty understanding of what's going on? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say there's like a lot of super egos going on as far as, uh, when we're, when we're making decisions about what goes on the page with the, uh, other editors, but certainly I would say, you know, we kind of speak different languages, uh, uh, you know, I'm speaking one language and the, the sports editors, you know, are always super concerned, like you guys are saying, about having that highlight play, having the the key moment of the game, whereas I'm concerned about uh, a picture that's really visually engaging uh, and is like that just sort of a peak action picture, if not the, you know, a certain moment or a certain, uh, you know, play. But so we kind of, yeah, definitely have to walk walk a fine line or do a little dance uh, to kind of figure out where, where the common ground is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, definitely sometimes if it's a game where it all, you know, came down to absolutely one play, that it's just like it wouldn't make sense if, if you didn't have something of that. You know, we'll go with maybe if it's not the best picture mm-hmm. uh, of the day, if because it's such a defining moment that, you know, I'll understand and um, we'll, we'll run that. Or if it's a game that, you know, didn't come down to something like that, then they're usually a little more understanding of, well, this wasn't that huge of a moment, but this is really like the picture that kind of, at least stylistically, can define the game or something like that. So it's definitely a, 
a back and forth and we we have a lot of uh good discussions <laughs> about uh, I, I do what goes I do love your choice of the guys laying and making snow angels in the confetti for the front page. I, th- I yeah. thought that was a. I thought that was a really good choice. Um, it's different. It's not them holding up the um, the George Hallis trophy, which is a lame trophy, by the way. Yeah, that is a lame <laughs> trophy. It's it it's even lamer than it used to be because it used to be they've changed it now and it looks cheap, like they bought bought it at Walmart. Yeah, it's not it's not a good looking trophy. I mean, it's just not. And of course, we just had the Stanley Cup in town. Um, and uh, right. Todd was kind enough to take my wife and I's picture with the Stanley Cup, and now that's a real, that's a that's real ass trophy, trophy you know. Trophy. And and I understand that the, the 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 Lombardi Trophy is the trophy that you want to win, and right. that's a pretty that's like number two in trophies. I mean, there's the there's the Stanley Cup, and then there's the and then there's the Lombardi <laughs> Trophy, but that right. but right. that secondary NFL trophy, that George Hallis Trophy, is just lame. Yeah, it 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 looks I don't know, it's just. It, you know, it looks like parts of it are missing. You know, it, the, <laughs> to me, it looks yeah, like a weird very, uh, Nerf ball. Or yeah, something, you know, yeah, it, it looks has like a, a weird very Nerf ball. Toy quality to it. There's no kissing it. There's yeah. no holding it up. And actually, Terry Terry Bradshaw picked up it up by the top of it, yeah. like it was like. And I thought, oh my god, he's gonna break <laughs> it. Yeah. Because when he went to hand it to the, you know. <laughs> Was there any concern in the newsroom when the when the when the owner of the team's wife started to talk? Because I started to cringe and <laughs> and kind of walk away from my television set. Because um, I'm sure she's a very nice yeah. person, but when the when the person about to speak unfolds a piece of paper yeah. on live right. television, it's like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that wasn't like the most uh, eloquent moment. For sure. No, but, it was uh, a. It, it kind of remind. <laughs> my wife goes, God, this is like at the start of the Indianapolis 500 when they would bring the little old lady in to start the engines. It wasn't as be- cringeworthy as that, but when they, you know, they felt the need to bring in the the, the, the matriarch of the Indianapolis 500, yeah. and she'd be like, now, yeah. <laughs> it'd be like, yes, now, <laughs> just say, lady and gentlemen, start your engines. You know, yeah. just get over with it. And it wasn't quite that bad, but anyway. Um, and it didn't, didn't last too long. No, it didn't no. last too long. It Thankfully, seemed like it lasted long because yeah. I, I started to walk away from my television because I'm like, I don't want to watch this woman burn on yeah. national television. Now, Pat, were you were you a football fan before uh, this job? Or are you, you know, even not, a football fan? Yeah. <laughs> not really. Um, yeah, I've never been a, a huge sports guy, but, uh, mm. you know, <laughs> uh, it is uh, – there are good points about it, and I, I like to say that not being a huge sports fan helps me in that I can be uh, really dispassionate about um, the teams, and I can really focus on uh, you know the the just visually engaging part of part of the editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know whether that's actually true or not. But well, it um, makes yeah, a great story. Yeah, yeah, it sounds it sounds legit when I say it. People are like, "Oh, that's cool," but. Uh, no, I, I definitely learned a lot uh, more about about football and, and sports since you know since being here and, and since really getting into it. And I think it makes sense to to know about it because it, I have to be able to at least somewhat intelligently talk about football with the sports editors. Otherwise, anything I say, they'll just yeah, dismiss, laugh at. Yeah. So I gotta talk the talk a little bit. So I definitely learned a lot. But yeah, it's not. Um, you know my favorite thing in the world. Well, um, that's just you, to watch, but it's fun to edit. 
Imagine if you were the craft beer photo editor, how yeah. distracting that would be. Yeah, right. Given there your love go. of craft beer, you'd be, you'd be. I don't know if you could get through your day. You'd have to yeah, sample we, every we beer along with every too. photo. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> exhausting. It'd be exhausting. <laughs> well, so what's the plan moving forward? Where is the the boy from Rock Island made good? Is he go, get? Does he get to go to the Super Bowl? I I do not. Oh. <laughs> I will be I will be the guy in the office receiving the flood of images that come back, and I get to uh, you know decide where they go and how they play. So yeah, so I I am not going to get to go out there. Are they going to bring you back like some tchotchkes, some like big foam fingers, something for your desk? Oh yeah, all kinds of you know free NFL swag. Sweet. Uh, Sweet. You know, yeah. When you come sure home and visit your folks, that, then so. you, you'll need to you, like bring back the best piece of swag and we'll yeah. take your picture and put it on the, you know, we'll do a post-game podcast Perfect. with you in the studio. <laughs> so um, so how many people, what's the plan? What, Where do you go from here as far as getting people out there? What is, have you yeah. guys discussed that? I mean, you, you know, you don't have much time. Right. Yeah. So we were kind of, you know, holding off to make firm plans, obviously, uh, you know, until we knew either way. So they're they're starting to plan today. And today we're there's going to be some more planning meetings going on this afternoon once I get into the office. Um, but, yeah, we're going to have a crew going out there. Uh, there will be I'm not sure on the exact number, but uh, my boss, uh, Megan Lydon, is currently taking over uh you know she's planning most of the logistics of of getting people out there and on game days she is one of the the field editors at the game um sending back photos um so i think it's going to be her and uh, another one of our photo editors uh, and they'll have a whole uh, being the field editors out there uh, as they usually are on game days uh, and then I, i'm not sure how many still shooters we're going to have out there i think it's probably going to be for at least we're going to try and get four uh, out there. I think that's what they had uh, two years ago when they went to the Super Bowl in New York. Uh, and we'll have uh, a video guy as well, or two video guys possibly, because they'll be doing some uh, st- studio-like shows from out there with our sports reporters, talking heads type stuff, and uh, as well as like you know a bunch of fan features and all that jazz. So we'll have a yeah, whole crew. Uh, and and I, I found out yesterday that we are going to have uh, that Broncos extra that's usually on Sundays and uh, on game days. We're going to have that uh, the whole week leading up to the Super Bowl. So we'll have you know a whole <laughs> oh my extra yeah. extra to do every day. Yeah, or however long. Yeah, seven days. I guess you're going to get so. a day off between now and the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. I have, uh, Fridays and Saturdays off right now, so, uh, we'll figure something out on those days, but so yeah, the, once Super Bowl week comes, it'll be, uh, it'll be busy. Does, now, do you hire local card runners? I mean, do you hire, like, high school kids that just can run down the sidelines, or do you right. bring your card yeah. runners with you? <laughs> uh, I think they're looking for, uh, people who are going to be out there, and, um, I, I think they're just gonna, you know, get people that they we kind of know, or uh, you know, family and friends, that kind of thing, who get to 
get, get be out there. They're not going to get paid. <laughs> right. They'll just be, you no, know. But you got to, you can uh, run along, you run around yeah. the, the bowels of the Super yeah. Bowl. That's not a bad yeah, gig. Be, no. You know, for something to do. It's hard to find people. No, you're not going to have trouble finding volunteers. So. I'm busy that weekend, by the way. So <laughs> uh, that's the way to go. We were actually, yeah. my wife and I are going to go to Wisconsin for her birthday to ski that 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 weekend, and we yeah. were kind of rooting for the the pan. We're Bears fans, but we were rooting for the Packers to win or to get to the Super Bowl, yeah. only in the sense that there'll be nobody on the hill <laughs> because the entire state of Wisconsin will be watching the right. Super Bowl. So, we'll have the whole hill to ourselves, yeah. you know. You know, just us and, you know, anybody else from the Chicago suburbs that have come up to ski, but it would have been, but unfortunately. Definitely. Well, if you probably ski in Denver or in Colorado that weekend. Oh, that's a good point. Damn, I should have arranged this (laughs) wonderful trip a different way. But anyway, I can't afford to fly out there, man. So so (laughs) how much shooting do you do for yourself Um, or for, you know, I mean, you don't shoot for the paper, I assume, or do you? Uh, I do a little bit, yeah. Just kind of, um, you know, I'm like if uh, we're down staffing a bunch of people on vacation, then I'll uh, they'll hire me to do uh, like pay me as a freelancer to to shoot some stuff. Or like if there's just uh, something going on that's real close to the office or something, and everybody else is out, I'm like the the man of last resort. They're like, oh, okay, you can no. <laughs> uh, but I yeah, I'll send trailer if that's all we've got left. Yeah, well, got him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, usually I'm you know I'm bi- uh, busy with other stuff and I need to be uh, doing what I'm doing. But yeah, if there's if you know they you can't find anybody, then I can you know get some extra extra cash in there work you know sort of uh, in the morning as well because uh, I work the night shift. So I get to do that every once in a while. And um, certainly uh, I did a little project this last year um, kind of on my own time, and they were uh, happy to work with me to, um, to publish that and get that worked out. So get yeah, some stuff uh, here and there. Uh, but I, I found that really it's hard to work on anything while I'm, have to be uh, there at set hours. I can't really, you know, devote all the time that would be or have the flexibility that's necessary to work uh, a long-term story as I'm editing at the same time. It just doesn't work super well. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot stuff here and there, but it's yeah, definitely not the my primary focus uh, at this at this time. But I get out when I can. Cool. Well, we're excited. I'm excited for you. I like when yeah. uh, the 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 people that used to work here are, have uh, done good and aren't in jail. And and uh, <laughs> so you know, you're a local boy, especially a local boy because you're from Rock Island. Went to Rock Island High yep. School, and and uh, and you've you've done very well for yourself. And we're very very proud of you here at the Dispatch in Argus, and we are proud to have call you one of our alumni. Thank you. Well, it was I, I really enjoyed my time there. Uh, and that definitely learned a lot, set me on my way for sure. Well, that's what we're here for. Uh, yeah. You guys. Well, I appreciate that. All right, we'll let you get to work because I know you like are pulling up to the parking lot right now probably. <laughs> yeah, probably will soon. I'm going to shove some food in my face right quick and then then get over there. All right, All right. brother. <laughs> All right, well, we'll uh, hopefully we'll talk again uh, post-Super Bowl yeah. and see how it goes, and uh, I'm rooting for the Broncos. Me too. Sweet. Yeah, me too. All right, brother. All right, we'll talk to you later. work. They better win. All right, no kidding. All right, thanks very much. Okay, bye-bye. Cheers.
And there you have it. Yep. So, you know what I think is interesting? I think that ESPN sports editor, that's the second night time we've heard his name. I was just I was just thinking the same yeah, thing. That's the guy who sent Tim Ty into yeah, the into the pits of hell. Yeah, yeah. And we can talk about really quickly here at the end is the fact that the news of the day is that uh, Melissa Click was um, um, charged with assault. Yeah, as yeah. a result of her screaming at the uh, the guy with the video camera that is the video that's been seen a million zillion times. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Tim that that. Um, filed a complaint against her it was against yeah against her that it was the the guy who was holding the camera that was filming tim at the time um so it's interesting we'll see what comes of that yeah um i don't you know it's i think it's like a five i could i'm i'm gonna be definitely wrong about this actually i'm gonna look it up while you talk real quickly i for those who don't remember tim ty was a photojournalist who was trying to take pictures of a group of college students in a college quad um, and they had in weirdly enough decided this public space was a press free or a media free area and um, the, the journalists obviously were trying to do what journalists do which is you know tell a story uh, especially one that's happening in the public area and uh, they got ran off by uh, some of the students who were very rude and uh, weirdly enough some of the college professors um, this particular college professor, uh, was it, is it Dr. Click? Uh, Dr. Melissa Click will um, plead not guilty to the charge. She, she called out to the crowd to get some muscle to come remove a kid who is, uh, videotaping, um, her somewhat egregious behavior. And I, I don't know, it can't, I'd have to look at the video again, but I think she touches or pushes the person with the video camera. I think she touches him, and, but I'd uh, have to go back and review it. I'm trying to find out what it's punishable by, which I think is it's a it's a fine. I don't think it's I don't think there's jail. T- I mean, we know she's not going to do no. jail time over this, no. and she probably shouldn't do jail time on it. But it you know, um, it's just why can't I read it a thousand times? Why can't I find it? The mm-hmm. internet. Why are you up? Me? <laughs> we, uh, we, assaulted we, a videographer by grabbing his camera with her hand and attempting to knock it from his grasp. And by calling out and asking for other people in the area at the time to forcibly remove him, Ms. Click 45 did not immediately respond to request for comment. This story is from the New York times. And why doesn't the New York Times say what she is punishable by? Um, but, uh, we had the great fortune to speak with Tim Ty, who uh, who really uh, did an amazing job as a photojournalist and in representing the field uh, when he came into this really conflict uh a uh, really almost violent crowd and uh, explained what he was doing, explained what he wanted to do. He kept his temper. Um, anyway, it was it was a great interview. You can find that on our, our podcast list. Um, Absolutely. And uh, it, it's just it's interesting to see this thing play out because uh, we were all outraged. Um, and, you know, I think an awful lot of photojournalists were outraged. And then to find out that uh, this professor was a professor of communications or some nonsense. Yes, it um, was. Yeah, it's. Um, I love as I paddle in the water here trying to find what <laughs> you could charge, you'd be charger with. Okay, here's the original story that I read, which had it. Um, 
<laughs> uh, the charge is punishable by a fine of up to three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, if I were her, I'd hand him three hundred. I'd hand somebody three hundred dollars and yeah. say, "Please make this go away." Yeah. Kick some dirt and, over it. And uh, up to fifteen days in jail. In the according to the city's website. So this was on C- that bit of it was on CNN Money to give them credit for what I just read. Um, yeah, no, I think that. Uh, it's interesting because I had kind of forgotten about her mm-hmm. and her nonsense, and mm-hmm. then her nonsense came back into the fold because um, this, they, the prosecutor decided to charge her. And I'm glad he decided to charge her because I think it will probably prevent some other um, professor from doing what she did or someone else from doing what she did. And um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of talk recently, especially with the with the the protests of Black Lives Matter and, and whatnot to uh, in the fact that the media shows up to these things and then the, the police have to make the decision as to where to go as far as, you know, it's a difficult job. It's a difficult job being a police officer. And so they've got to make the decision of as to where the media can be, what the media, you know, how can they give them the freedom to cover what's happening and have it be safe and and then you know allow the protesters to have their way without it becoming violent and i mean it's a big pile of goulash yeah. and so you know where this fits into that big whole mess i don't know but having dealt enough with angry police officers and angry protesters and whatnot that i don't know that there's a solution to the problem only raising awareness would probably be the only thing that would yeah, be to I, be done here you maybe? know I, I think mistakes are going to get made because it's you know any situation like that is fluid things are changing um the officers obviously want to keep everybody safe they don't want to make the situation worse um but there's a fine line between those responsibilities and controlling the message which you know all too often you know i think uh you know we're when we're on the losing end it's usually that it's usually because they want to control the message they don't want you know uh they, they don't want people to see what's going on and that's that's not our job our job isn't to you know police the message right and speaking of the message it's interesting and she's not here to discuss excuse me discuss this but we we, i'm hoping to do an iowa caucus uh podcast maybe a post pop uh, caucus podcast when we're taping this it's uh according to my watch it is tuesday january 26th the caucuses are february 1st you know the eyes of the nation are on iowa iowa is just across the river we do cover the iowa caucuses and we do cover the candidates when they come to to davenport and bettendorf and and the, the iowa side of the river here uh, we don't do as much of it as our friends at the Des Moines Register or the Cedar Rapids Gazette do. I'm hoping to get some of those guys on to maybe talk about they're really super busy right now because, mm-hmm. I mean, candidates are just pouring into this yeah. into the state every which way but loose. I'm surprised they can cover anything else other than, you know, right. the, the thing. But we, we had three candidates in town on Saturday here, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and um, the guy who's running for vice president. Martin O'Malley. Martin O'Malley. <laughs> and so uh, Todd. It's, <laughs> it's funny that you say it that way because when he was talking and I'm like, oh, that's an excellent speech for a vice presidential candidate. He is running for 
the the Democratic uh, presidential uh, spot, but uh, I don't know. He's like three percent of the vote, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's the easy choice for the other one. Right. Whoever Whoever. wins between Clinton and Sanders, I mean, it's easy. Like, hey, the safe choice is Martin O'Malley because they're not going to pick each other because I think deep down they hate each other. Yeah, I I mean, it's you know, it's they 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 refer to each other as my esteemed colleague and all that, but I think. you know, I think Bernie's done as well as he has because he's not on the same page as Hillary Clinton. And I think Clinton is a, probably a favorite amongst the party faithful because she's, she's a known Bernie quantity. Sanders. Yeah, and she's and, a known quantity. Right, right. And, and she doesn't refer to herself as a socialist. <laughs> well, which no, is no. Kind of, kind of, you know, I mean, I, I get, you know, anyway, yeah. we don't want to get into the politics of this. But th- so anyway, these three candidates are in town. Todd covered. Uh, Hillary at two events and Martin O'Malley at the event, the second event of which Clinton was at. The first event was was supposed to be easy. That was yeah. the that was the no brainer, you know, because it's it's Bernie Sanders and it's open, you know, he was friendly with the media and blah 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 blah. And it's Meg, a very laid back organization, right? And Meg shows up and they won't let her in because she's not on some list. And there's like a massive mix up. And it, it was essentially it came down to, you know, I'm being called while I'm skiing in Dubuque. And then I called our boss and our who was in the office and our boss calls the campaign and the campaign guy who's in charge says, no problem, we'll get her in. And in the meantime, some low level campaigner, campaign guy with a clipboard kicks her out. Yeah. Now, what right thinking dumbass kicks a photographer out of a out of an event that's open to the public because they're not on an event when when you want publicity. Yeah. I mean, this is the stupidest thing I can possibly <laughs> think of. I mean, this is not what happened when you got when the 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 the, the, the Clinton campaign, no, the Obama yeah, first lady office got mixed up service mixed up stuff. with the fact that I made the arrangements. My first name is Todd. They vetted Todd Welvert's social security number, but somebody on staff wrote my name with his social security number. It was an inadvertent mistake, and Todd's calling me. I'm talking to the Secret Service while he's waiting to get into an event, and that got all sorted out. Yeah, This is some low-level Bernie Sanders campaign idiot standing you know with the clipboard going no no yo you can't come in you can't come into this event you know you have a camera and then, woo, why yeah. would you turn the media away you know, i don't it get is, it i've often said that the greatest threat to freedom it isn't going to be the nazis you know it isn't going to be isis the greatest threat to freedom in america is a volunteer with a, a radio yeah, with, with a walkie-talkie. Like I've never been, I've never been thrown out. Clipboard justice. Places. Clipboard justice. Clipboard hey, justice. Hey, hey, where are you going? Uh, you know, Comfort. here. Um, I got thrown out of Bald Eagle days by a guy <laughs> with a clipboard. <laughs> you can't be in there. Well, it's Bald Eagle Day. Come on, man. Are you kidding? Which me? is an event that celebrates bald, bald eagles. eagles. Yeah. Yeah, but photographers uh, are the worried. only endangered species at this event. <laughs> That's right. He was he was worried the eagle was gonna gonna take some wrath out on me because I was standing up. I was standing up next to uh, one of our esteemed uh, TV colleagues who was standing with a camera on a tripod, and I'm like, I 
it's just mind-boggling, absolutely mind-boggling. But this guy, you know, somebody said, "Hey, don't let people stand up. Don't let people stand here." And uh, you know, meteor, no, man, you got to go. The you know, I got notes right here on my clipboard. Yeah, yeah it says here, kick tall guy with beard yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, let me, yeah. Get, let me get Tom on the radio. Breaker one nine, you know, this is Maverick. <laughs> we got a guy going rogue. Yeah, I mean, it's mall cop syndrome. Yeah, I mean, I walked into a press conference at our local uh, mall years ago, uh, and I walked in, and there was they had called a press conference, so the press conference was in the food court. I had walked into the food court, and um, I'm standing there with a bunch of other media. Uh, with our camera, the, the TV guys had their stuff on camera or on tripods waiting. And I have, you know, this is back in film. I mean, this is all the way back to film. And I'm, so I'm, you know, like looking through, checking my meter on the old F3. And all of a sudden this mall cop puts his hand over my lens. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what yeah. are you doing? Excuse me. No, don't touch the cameras. He's like, you can't take any pictures in here. I'm like, what? He's like, no, you can't take any pictures in the mall. It's against the rules. I'm like, did you know we were waiting for a press conference to start? Well, I, I wasn't told about any press conference. All I know, I'm standing and all the other TV, the TV guys are looking at me like, why is he singling me yeah. out amongst the, the fact that there's a gaggle of media a standing in the food court? Yeah. And I'm like, you might want to go talk to your bosses because if you kick me out, then there's no pictures in our newspaper of your event. Now, if you want to hang on that, if you want that to be, you know, Bob, the security guard, you know, you stop the dispatch from covering the big press conference yeah. about whatever expansion at the mall. You you, you let that be your shingle, pal. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I'll go, I'll go talk to somebody about that. Uh, you know, and that was the end of that. Right. But anyway, I just, I don't, I don't. Never mind. You're right. It's it's clipboard it's, justice, man. It's the it's the bigger. You know, we need to come up with a T-shirt. Clipboard justice. Clipboard justice. Like the greatest threat to Amer to mankind. <laughs> it's it's it it is amazing. Yes. Absolutely amazing. Anyway, yeah. all right. Well, that's, I think there's a hell of a podcast episode. We covered uh, the Super Bowl and mall cops. Yeah, I got to come up with a headline for that. Super Bowl yeah. mall, and mm, mall cops. Yeah. yeah, they'll get a lot of people to listen. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, folks, uh, I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Welber. And we've been talking pictures and mall cops. Yep. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. The Talking Pictures Podcast is a production of The Dispatch, The Rock Island Argus, and QCOnline.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to go to talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. Talking Pictures is produced by Todd Meisner, Paul Coletti, and Todd Walvert. Thanks to Laura Anderson Shaw, Meg McLaughlin, Laura Frames, and Randy Fisk. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incomputech.com. Make sure you subscribe to Talking Pictures on iTunes or SoundCloud.